hey there, uh, all you uh, cinema marketers out there. Um, I don't know if that's what we call our listeners. Um, let us know if you like it, if it sticks. Um, I just want to give you a little bit of a disclaimer uh, for this episode. Um, the audio is going to start uh, pretty good for all of us at around like the 25-26 minute mark. Um, mine and Anthony's audio is going to sound really uh, echoey and uh, and webcammy. So uh, there was nothing really that we could do to fix that. So just beware that uh, the audio for us is going to dip a little bit. Lewis is still uh, you know, his silky smooth, uh, angelic voice as always. But, uh, yeah, just, just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the newest episode of Cinema Marketing. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Anthony. And I'm Mike. I had to relinquish my introduction duties to Anthony because I He's don't... like drunk. I don't know what's wrong with him today. He can't talk. He's all, he's all tongue-tied. I think it's just because there's so much news... <laughs> there's so much there's yeah, and and we're here it's a new year we're closing out last year uh for all of the the movie news that came out over the holiday season what a year it's been yeah our our first full year of market research has come to an end was it really a full year did we start in january i think we might have uh or maybe march or february because i remember the, the first thing me and lewis did was we ate that batman pizza so i think that it was around the time that the Batman came out. No like, premature like celebrations. No premature celebration. Yeah. So March. So we have two months before our first year is done. But 2022 is done, and what a ride it was. Yep, we, we, we saw a lot of movies. Uh, we, we, we had a lot of laughs, a lot of yucks. Obviously, we're going to talk about our top tens and another uh, yeah, that's gonna be, audio, another episode. I'll put that out but, next week. We're going to do our top ten favorite movies of e- uh, each of us. Yeah. But for now, but let's... Wait, without going into specifics, though, just before we start here, wh- how would you say 2022 was for movies as a whole? Good, bad? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> That pretty much sums it up. So it was amazing, is what you're telling me. It was. I think 2022 was a pretty good year for movies. It was the year of of the morb, the year, year of the morb time. The fr- uh, did you see it both I, times? I here's the thing about movies this year is that a majority of movies were very very good, but the ones that were bad, like. You know me. I'm always on the hunt for like the the best shit watches and movies that I was hyping up that I'm like, this is gonna be so stupid. I got wild, wild crocodile. Yeah, and smile and stuff like that. They just disappointed because they weren't bad enough. Like Morbius was like a godsend because it's like, oh my god, the movie actually was as bad as I thought it would be, and it lived up to that hype. But um, but yeah, no, we'll talk about like you know. Uh, the rest of uh, the actual good movies that came out uh, next week. But also, as far as marketing stuff, I think that a lot of movies were just like, they weren't marketed enough. Like, I feel like movies got trailers like a month before they came out and nobody had any time to get excited for them. And then when they just dropped on streaming and then everybody forgot about them. I I feel like this year was dominated by a few very big releases that a lot of uh, studios knew that either they it's going to be very hard to compete or maybe they just shouldn't compete with. You know what I mean? Every couple months there was like a big movie. You know what I mean? It was that one big movie that swallowed everything up and then everything Batman else. Batman was like like I, I was the first big one of the year Bat the Batman. Batman and then it was like Top Gun and then, like, you know, the Marvel movies, and Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. So, yeah. It, but it's like, yeah, a lot of those, like, small movies, like, when people are like, man, there's, there's movies are dying. Like, there's no good movies out. It's like, the move, there are good movies out. It's just that you have to 
be willing to go outside of go outside of your very very mainstream comfort zone to find them and even stuff that like and it shouldn't be that way by the way it should not be and and even stuff that in previous years would be mainstream popcorn blockbuster stuff like the northman the fact that the yeah (laughs) no but the fact that like something like the northman or the woman king like that should be like a gladiator level like big box office thing and it's like people barely knew that those movies came out i feel like the northman's a little bit niche I, mean, I don't know. I feel like the Northman doesn't have as wide of appeal as you think it does. I feel like in concept, though, like on paper, like the appeal is there. I, 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 I don't know if necessarily like the Woman King is is quite that, considering the politics of it all. Exactly. But it's a, but it is like in that vein of like a like a mid two thousands like epic historical battle movie, like yeah. Gladiator, like Troy but, or something like that. I think that that has that appeal. It's just that, oh, now that because it's about black people, now we've alienated the white market. It's like, unfortunately, that's, you know, it's not incorrect. That's the unfortunate truth of it. You know, it's not starring a, a white movie star. It's going to be it's going to be harder. It's, it fights an uphill battle. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be that way, even though that's not helping either. Babylon has the two most famous whitest people there is and the well, that's movie just because it doesn't well, look good that's just that's just a bad movie that's why it, it, i'm not saying that's the only thing that could that makes a movie obviously but i'm saying if it doesn't have that it's an uphill battle and it shouldn't be that way of course same thing eh, you know it's the same thing with uh you know small studios versus large studios you know or if you're if they're a budget you know it's an uphill battle you're fighting an uphill battle from the beginning if you're not in this in this day and age, if you're not a big budget spectacle film with white actors, you're fighting an uphill battle. You're, you're it shouldn't be that way, and I hate the way that it's going. At least based on the movies that came out this year, I I, I kind of I don't know. I don't really agree with that. I I, I think there's um the the diversity bid or, or so whatever you want to call it, it it's working. I think it's going really fucking well. Especially with like I think two of the bigger movies this year were um black panther and nope uh nope i think more from like a critical oh, yeah, standpoint and like mm-hmm. an acclaimed standpoint and black panther just in a box office standpoint that was the um i forgot i forgot all though. about no nope. yeah but yeah but that was unexpected black panther of course was expected to you know be that and jordan peele is kind of a brand onto himself at this point which again the fact that a, a an original director is able to make an original property like that and have that like almost like a brand name recognition attached to him is impressive enough as on its own. But I do think that like there there need there there should be more of that. Yeah, definitely, hundred well. percent. I I think like we're trending in a good direction. Like yeah. I I I, I don't think that like they're really slowing down. I think that there's not a lot of like ten pole blockbusters in general uh, at the moment, and so um, when. Yeah there are this many that are that are featuring like a diverse and largely bipoc cast like so prominently like i, I think that's that's fucking yeah. progress i also man. think that this is the year Did we'll you be say so poggers i said that's fucking progress not it poggers it is poggers though <laughs> it is pretty fucking poggers <laughs> oh. anti-racism is poggers Louis otero <laughs> yeah but i also do think that yeah, I also do think that this is the year where we saw on screen the effects of COVID-19 on the film industry because it's like movies like Top Gun, which were filmed and shot and finished and were supposed to be released in 2020, 
and we're just pushed until this point. And those were the blockbusters that we got this year were stuff that was originally slated for earlier that got pushed back because of pandemic stuff or things like, like how we see in, in like the new Marvel movies, like Thor and Dr. Like so much green screen because it's like, they clearly could not be in the same room together. Cause that's how they had to film the movie. It's kind of like yeah, how Strange podcast. in particular is 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 like the seems to be like the biggest where I'm like I'm not convinced anyone in that movie has met any of their co-stars. Like I like it's it's I I, I like shot the movie. It over Zoom. It, they it, it looks it looks it, all of the backgrounds look like the Zoom background. Like, <laughs> you know, like the the like when they're like in the multiverse, it just looks like fucking like ooh. I'm in the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> but also but also but also even like, you know, like contained dramas, you could feel that like the constraints of COVID were like, you know, set in this one location like the whale, like um even like uh women talking. So you're saying the whale is just what Brendan Fraser did while he was in quarantine. Yeah, he got really fat and then uh and then he let himself go. It was really uh it was kind of, it's it's been a real comeback story for him that he was able to lose all that weight after being yeah. the whale. Is he a great big fat person? I don't think that the whale's like a pandemic story. <laughs> I'm I'm joking, obviously. It, it, I'm I'm making a joke. Well, even I in Glass Onion, like Glass Onion has like like Oh, Glass Onion it's... more so than any other movie this year, yeah. I will be watching that this weekend, yeah. so I'm very behind on that. Anyway, let's let's get into actual news. Let's let's put the uh, let's put the uh, the addendums and the the uh, the diatribes about 2022 to bed, and now let's look forward into the new year, the new movies that we could look forward to and get disappointed by. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, this first one will not uh, do that to us, and that is Evil Dead Rise, which I know that Lewis, you as the the biggest Evil Dead fan on the planet. How did you feel about the new Evil Dead trailer? Uh, so I'm not the biggest Evil Dead plan- fan on the planet. <laughs> I, I, I I love I love that the misattribution right away. <laughs> I love that franchise, but there's a whole documentary about people who are like way more into it than I am. I I love it though. Yeah, the fan base for Evil Dead is something else. Yeah, yeah, that it's our, our weirdos. When are they gonna make the Evil Dead musical into a movie? Oh, I don't know. We should go see the Evil Dead musical. Is it a? It's a. We should thing, make right? the Evil Dead musical into a movie. We should do the adaptation. What are you guys doing next weekend? That's... <laughs> We're doing the top ten best movies of 2022. So I'm kind of booked. But yeah. So so how? So Evil Dead Rise. What do you think about it? Um, this is just like a case where like like the trailer just doesn't do that that much for me. So here's my thing so so we're working still with sam raimi and bruce campbell are producing it fantastic they brought on lee cronin um he has like one like minor indie hit called hole in the ground which is kind of like more of like an a24e slow burny kind of horror movie atmospheric uh evil kid kind of thing so that they 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 like I, it's it's a well photographed movie like there, there's a visual direction there that, that that's really impressive i just was, didn't care for the story but um this that 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 movie dealt with like a lot of like really like open like spaces and stuff and and where we find ourselves here is in like a much more claustrophobic situation like taking the idea of evil dead like all these movies that take place in like a cabin in the woods like now we're in la we're in a high rise we're in uh you know a small (laughs) a small apartment um i am not convinced by this trailer 
that this change of location is adding anything um and that's kind of like just like the only thing that really worries me because it, it seems a lot like the evil dead 2013 film which i is my favorite of the franchise and i, I really love it um it seems a lot like that just in you know with slightly different dressing on it um it feels like they're doing some familiar beats um but structuring it with a actual family instead of a group of friends uh is is cool i like that the the mom is like the the lead deadite i i can't really tell from this trailer i am optimistic i think bruce campbell and sam raimi have been like really protective and and guarded the series like really well so far i don't think they've really ever let crap get out there um even ash versus the evil dead was a great show um so i i'm hopeful for it i just don't think that this is like a good first foot forward personally for me but i'm i'm in i'm gonna watch it i can't wait for just more evil dead content I'll say that I think I liked that, like, it looks like just as, like, gruesome and gnarly as the 2013 movie, like, going more into that, like, straight horror route. Um, but I will say that, like, just, like, the concept and the setup of just, like, a possessed mom and a family, I'm like, it feels like this could be any horror movie. Yeah, like, it doesn't there's nothing really particularly seem... Evil Dead about yeah. it. Yeah, I wonder, I'm like, yeah, I wonder, I'm like, are we ever going to go back to, like, like the Evil Dead that's, like, the, the campy Evil Dead of, like, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness? Like Probably is... never. I, I don't know. I, I I don't think we need that right now, to be entirely honest. I, I think that there there is a way back there. I think we were doing that more with the TV show, uh, which just ended like uh, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Ash and Bruce Campbell's Ash, ideally, and Bruce Campbell said he's kind of done with that character. So I don't I don't know if there's really going back to that. But I think like the foray into like hardcore horror uh worked out really well in 2013 i'm I'm down for more of it but um nothing here felt like that like original or fresh it, it, it felt uh like the cheese grater thing is promising i'm interested in seeing where that goes you know like you said a lot of like the scalping and like the gore and stuff looks pretty gnarly and disgusting like kind of like how the 2013 like i only saw the 2013 remake like maybe like a few months ago i had never seen it but i really did feel like it was like kind of like the first horror movie that I'd seen in a couple of years or I'm like, I feel unclean and disgusting and like, I shouldn't be watching this. Like this feels like, yeah, it feels like a cursed movie. And I think that like, that's kind of what they were going for. Like even with that marketing, like making it look like the, the, the most terrifying movie you've ever seen, like that poster. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't know if it entirely lived up to that promise, but I'm like, I feel like it's in that vein. Like, I feel like they, they did kind of like, you know, tap into something there. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, this one uh, brings something new to the table. Again, it's just like a lot of like too, so many possession horror movies. It's like they're a dime a dozen at this point. But uh, we'll see uh, how they uh, how how it uh, ends up. Speaking of dime a dozen horror movies, oh boy, the Scream next six, one, Scream Six. As if my mother wasn't concerned enough about me taking the New York City subway. Now oh. we got Scream Six coming out, taking place. In New York City. That's just what suburban moms think happens on the subway all the time. There's just men in scream masks stabbing Jen Ortega. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have only seen the first Scream movie. I have not. It's the kept only up one with worth it. watching. Don't. I'm worry. sure that some others. Are... No, that's not true. Um, but the new one was good, right? Was no, 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 I didn't care for no? that. The okay. the Scream Five, but I I think one, two, and four are are, are really good flicks. Um worth worth checking out uh yeah this this just looks this is five cream two you know it's it's, it's a direct <laughs> it's, sequel to to five cream yeah i also just think that it's so weird that like 
the the fifth movie was just called Scream, and now we have Scream Six. So it's Scream One, Scream Two, Scream Three, Scream Four, Scream, and then Scream Six. Okay, okay, James Rolf, calm yeah. down. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I I I actually I, as I've just made very clear, I like a great deal of Scream movies, but like I don't like talking about them because I think Scream fans are the fucking cringiest group of horror fans. Like. They remind me of like they remind me of like eighties metal fans. It's like, dude, we get it. Pantera sucks though. I'm sorry. Fucking insufferable. So like I, I, I avoid it altogether. I'll I'll watch it. I hope it will be good. I don't have high hopes. The last one wasn't, but I know uh what's her night name, uh, who plays Sydney is not coming back. So uh, that I, I honestly think that's a good a good thing. So maybe it recovers. Scream in New York is a fun idea. It's a fun gimmick. Ghostface takes Manhattan, why not? Um, but this is a very, very brief and scant teaser. It's it's just that it's little just, subway bit. Yeah, just letting you know, hey, we're here now. Yeah, we're on the subway. Yeah, also, when is this movie supposed to come out? In like two, three months? Yeah, exactly. And this is the only little tidbit of fucking footage that we have from it. Oh, they know it's bad. Uh, no, no, not even just that. I'm no. just thinking that it, it's playing into this, like, you know, post-pandemic era of marketing where it's like, we don't get full trailers for movies until like because, a month before they come out. Because I think I think also that leans into aren't a lot of these movies getting to streaming after like what two months, three months in theaters? They just go right, they dump right on streaming, so they don't need to make trailers. The people who will go when you open your Netflix app and you see Scream Five, Six, you're like, oh, I didn't know Scream Six came out. I'm gonna watch it. They don't need why waste money making trailers when just putting it on the streaming service is advertising enough. Yeah. But if you're just dumping it on a streaming service, how much how much revenue are you going to get from that? Like, you would from make views. more money if you, you know, advertised your movie enough of an advance Listen, so that way people go see it in know, theaters. They know movie viewership is down, and I think that's also why the movies that made the... They, they, like we said, how there were every couple months there were just these big blockbuster movies that everybody saw. I think that is really the way... It, 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 it's always been like that to some degree, but COVID just accelerated to the point where people are like, I'm not going to the movies unless it's like an event. They're not just going to see a movie. That Nobody cares enough. There are a few, There's a minute amount of people that care enough about Scream 6 that will see it in theaters. Most people will be totally fine watching it, waiting two months to watch it on Netflix or whatever. And, I, it's it, going to be a Paramount it, Plus thing, right? That's what it, happened with Paramount Plus. It got, it got pooped down at Paramount Plus, and, and people watched it. It did okay in the theater. Exactly. Like I, I think, like for for its budget, like it, it had a pretty decent haul. These movies are never going to like light anything on fire. There is like yeah. like there is a a very dedicated screen fan base though that that will go yeah. after this. Oh yeah, and and I think it has the mainstream. Like and I, that's I, I why get why they keep doing it. That fan base is why they're putting it in theaters. But at the end of the day, this trailer is perfect enough to stick before YouTube videos, and that's it. That's all they need. They don't need to put anything on TV. They don't need to put anything in theaters. They make this 30-second trailer that they put online, and then they just dump it on Paramount Plus two months after it comes out. They get the the fans get to see it in theaters, and they make the revenue on the streaming. Yeah, but you still do. They they still want that box office pop. Of course man. they do. They, they, they want like they 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 want to hype it up as much as possible. Like. Yeah, I also think that we're overestimating the amount of money that, like, you know, theatrical movies make from streaming. Like, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's, like, enough in order to, like, you know, cover the investment. Yeah, probably not, but yeah. I don't know. I, I just think of uh, Scream as more of a niche movie these days, more of a niche type thing. I, I think it's it's growing in appeal. I think that they had a good thing going, actually, with with naming it 
five cream just just scream <laughs> uh normal normal scream this ain't your mother's scream and be, i i think because it, it that movie does function really good as like a kind of like entry ramp onto the franchise for people who just like want to start watching it i mean i figured if you wanted to watch a movie franchise you'd start with the first one like you would any movie franchise and just work your way up yeah, but, like i don't but, but millennials don't like watching anything that was made before 2009 so you're they're gonna miss the first three trying movies. to get my wife to watch anything Old that was man. made before like yeah 2008 is uh a fucking i nightmare. just i just want to throw some in here i felt really old today on my youtube recommended or i was just letting youtube play and there was a video of a guy in a dairy queen showing how to make a blizzard and the video was uploaded 10 years ago the blizzard is made in a guardians of the galaxy cup it was uploaded 10 years ago. No fucking way. No, hold on. <laughs> when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I just finished my first year in college. Was that? No. 2012. Oh, my God. <laughs> Happy New Year, Lewis. We're getting closer to death. Happy New Year. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway next trailer we got Another speaking of getting... speaking of closer to death the next movie is Oppenheimer uh you know i i when we got the tr- we got the teaser trailer in avatar 2 like in imax and it was, it was nice it was black and white and it was like the countdown to like the release date and i thought that this movie was gonna be in black and white and then the full trailer released and i'm like oh it's just a very like kind of standard biopic that's in color just, just buy the I movie was... on blu-ray and turn the color down on your tv it'll, it'll, it'll yeah I, I i don't know i was more excited about the prospects of this movie when i thought it was going to be in black and white now cillian like... murphy in this movie like wears one of the hats that like only looks reasonable in black and white like as soon as there's color like you're just like why would yeah, anyone ever looks... fucking just like wear that outside like yeah the crazy. movie it just kind of like it looks like yellowstone like well, <laughs> I, don't I don't know what yellowstone is but every person over 40 that i work with every white person over 40 i work with loves yellowstone so i would probably hate it <laughs> yep probably a good bet if it's a tv show that uh is on it's probably bad uh <laughs> If it's on TV, it's probably bad. If Every it's... time I talk to my mom, she tells me to watch Yellowstone. My parents were watching reruns on the Paramount Network when I went to visit them in Florida. I'm like, this is an episodic series. Why are you watching reruns of it? Did you watch... Re- did... If they showed reruns of The Sopranos in random order, would you watch it? Like, I don't get it. Uh, Only okay, if they yeah. added, like, the, the Seinfeld, like, bass riff in all of the intros and outros <laughs> commercials. <laughs> tone what the fuck (laughs) but uh but oppenheimer yeah i think that um after the uh after the the release disaster of tenet i was just like i think that my my faith in christopher nolan has been has been damaged and i feel like i need something to really bring it back and um i don't really know if this is it yet this is another like i'll wait and see this trailer makes the movie look fucking boring yeah I am become sleepy. The goer to bed. <laughs> the go- but, but you, uh, but you know what? On that same day, if you don't want to go see this, you can go see the fucking ch- uh, cinematic event that will change cinema forever. It'll change. This is the Barbie movie that changed everything in the Barbie world. 
And it's, it's, it, 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 the, uh, this is my first time seeing the trailer. I thought we were going to get it before Avatar 2. I told you not to watch the trailer because I thought we would get it in front of Avatar 2 and I wanted you to see it on the big screen. I told you, we got away with smuggling the Burger King into the theater. We didn't get the Barbie trailer. Trade-offs. You know, I've only seen this trailer one time in theaters and it was behind Babylon. Like it, 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 I, I, I thought it was going to be behind uh, Avatar as well, but it just wasn't. Although I guess we all saw Avatar at the same theater, so maybe they just fucked up the trailer because I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be attached to Avatar. Yeah, you didn't see Avatar with us, right? But you saw it. You saw it at New Rock. Ah, uh, uh, got it, got it, got it. It's um, probably the same. Uh, it's the same playlist that we saw. I told you. I told you the little scheme we got away with, right? They fell for the pregnant girlfriend trick. We got we got Burger King, and we were running low on time, so Nina opened her jacket and held it in her like in her womb area, so she looked pregnant. And we just walked in the IMAX with a whole sack of Burger King. <laughs> Nina's a real fucking ride or die, Anthony. Yes. Hold on then, tight to that one. Holy then shit. Then again, we looked down the aisle and there was some other guys who pulled the exact same stunt that we did. <laughs> so I like gave them a thumbs up. They were eating the Whoppers too. I was like, that's great. We could have, we should have got a whole pizza. We could have got a pizza in there. <laughs> no, but now that I know that we could do that. Flat, baby. Oh no, she, we, she purposefully like stuffed it in a way that it was kind of round. And I put my arm like around her, like to make it believe <laughs> that you're helping her walk. Yeah, uh, but Come yeah, Barbie very they, pregnant. Yeah, Barbie. Uh, it how it reinvents the 2001 thing. Barbie is the monolith. Uh, and it the, looks great. Yeah. Uh, again, they don't really show much of what is in the movie. Like, I can't imagine that that 2001 thing is going to be in the movie itself. It's like which, a monster zinc. They uh, just made it for the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. But like. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it certainly looks very colorful, and I think you said, like, oh, this looks gay as fuck. And it's I like... love it. Yeah, it looks gay as fuck. I'm in. It reminds me, honestly, though, when I saw the town, I'm like, did they take inspiration from the cat in the hat? I was just about to say cat in the hat, yeah. <laughs> it looks just like the town from cat in the hat. And that's not this a negative. Not cat in the hat I... This is Barbie world. I We're... love cat in the hat, so that is not a negative. That movie is... One of the best shit watches I've ever. Had. It, it, I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's up there. It's one of the titans of shit watches. Um, yeah, it's always fun. Uh, but yeah. So, Barbie. Uh, I'm gonna of course, see it. I, I, you know, I'm surprised that I talked about Barbie this long without mentioning Greta Gerwig, my wife. Um, and I'm very proud of her, and uh, I'm happy that she's uh, able to pursue her 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 dreams and still uh, be a devoted uh, wife and mother to our children. It sucks uh, that they it sucks that they couldn't get the rights to the song. Yeah, it's not going to be in the movie. Yeah, you know, th- I guess I guess Aqua asked for a lot of money. I mean, they did make the Barbie song, so. They might. They Barbie probably... would be nothing without Aqua. <laughs> nothing. Uh, well, all right, and now let's move on to the last trailer that we got. I didn't have a clever. Segue. We did the girls' toy. Now the boys' toy. Yeah. Spider-Man across the universe. Across, across the, the Spider Verse. I said across the universe. Yeah. Nobody's gonna be singing "Hey Jude" uh, in this movie. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Spider-Man across the Spider Verse. Uh, it was supposed to come out. I remember there was some day last last. It was supposed to be like October last. Yeah, uh, some, one year, of the yeah. days like last month or a month or so, where people were sharing like old graphics of like the movie's release date. Like, guys, it's out today. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. Sp- Spider Man. Uh, Lewis, I know that you said you didn't like the trailer that much. I want you to expand on it. <laughs> yeah, like I I think like um, 
this is like an awkward like weird trailer i, I think what was so great about into the spider-verse was like the tone like like there's like this like kind of like hip-hop like music that's always surrounding it it's like very like upbeat and it's it's kind of like it, it there's just more fun to it than i think that this trailer gave um i i think it it went for like an emotional kind of like bid in the very beginning of the trailer with like the scene with him and his mom but i don't think that lands really well uh i i like i don't think that that is like particularly strong and like the whole going into clips from the last movie i'm like i don't fucking like i've seen the movie like show me what this movie is about is is this movie maybe this movie will be like silent night deadly night 2 and the first like 30 minutes will just be yeah. clips from the first movie <laughs> i'm i'm still convinced this movie is going to be awesome i just think this is a shitty trailer uh, i i am still yeah. super fucking excited for it but this trailer i think is just like poorly edited and poorly conceived just just at its core yeah, I think the little brief glimpses that we saw of like the Spider Verse stuff, like of all those Spider Men's, just like you know, yeah. swinging and climbing, because it's like yeah, we got like six Spider Men in the last movie, and we were like, holy shit, there's so many Spider Men, and now it's like, oh, there's a thousand of them. Yeah, <laughs> more Spider Men. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's all like you know, like you couldn't like go like frame by frame and like identify them. Like they're all references to shit, like. Uh, the Insomniac PlayStation Spider Man is in there. Spider Cop, who is a, a, a joke in Fuck that Spider- game. And then there's, you know, uh, they, uh, I was going to talk about Spider-Punk, it in the Wishka Pow <laughs> corner. Yeah, Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya is Spider Punk, who is one of my favorite Spider Men. And uh, Issa Ray, I believe, is playing uh, Spider Woman, uh, Jessica Drew, who's my favorite probably like marvel character altogether um and i don't i i I don't like when she gets lumped into spider stuff because she's that that's not really like what her character is um uh, i i hope that stuff's good but like we'll we'll see there's i didn't i wasn't a fan of what i saw um i i i i'm actually a fan of the 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 new look of the character let's say that i just like i don't know like inserting her into this movie feels weird to me um you know, it's also gonna make uh, No Way Home look like so lame and shitty. So fucking stupid, where, yeah. Where it's like, oh my god, look at how crazy it is that there's two white Spider-Men in the movie. This never happened before. <laughs> oh, we're gonna see them too. We're we're gonna see see all those those Spider-Men. I'm sure will show up in this. Like, is they the seem 60s, to really be pulling everything. So, is the '60s cool. animated Spider-Man gonna be in there? And the Japanese Spider-Man? Well, he was in. Oh, well, they they did the '60s Spider-Man thing in the post-credits. Oh, that's of, true. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But is, is the Japanese Spider-Man gonna be in there with the with the mech? Spider-Man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, be. I I feel like they were, they talked about that and I feel like like it, it ended in no he's he's not in it. What about the maybe uh, the, was, what about the cartoon Spider-Man the one who's like yelling at Shocker where he's like I'll get you Shocker. What are oh, you yeah, yeah. That's the that's the uh, 90s 90s cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh that's no word on that. Where... Like that will be like a reveal if that happens. Like that's like a yeah. that's like the animated Spider-Man that everyone that's, knows. Yeah, that's the same one. That's the same one who has that great scene where uh like Mary Jane like or I don't remember who it was, Mary, who it was, but they like you know get turned into like ice and like shatter away. Just this, like the... I don't know if you've seen that like YouTube video, just the I, clip of that screen. I, I it's, have, like, yeah. Perfect. Uh, I, uh... And... Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah. Uh, uh, go on. I was gonna move on to the next thing, but if you had something else to say, yeah. No, I, I, I just think, um, 
uh, I, I completely lost my train of thought. Never mind. Fucking move on. All right. Anyway, the last all thing right. that we want to talk about, this isn't really a trailer, but this is a thing that we all saw in the theater, and it was, um, I, I think we saw it in front of Avatar and IMAX. Uh, we were... and this was this was the pre-cum to the Avatar making me cream my pants. This was <laughs> Mission Impossible. There's a behind-the-scenes IMAX, an IMAX behind-the-scenes trailer that they showed for Avatar 2. It's like, what, three and a half, four minutes? Yeah. And, the, and it's literally just, like, behind the scenes of them, like, building the ramp that Tom Cruise is going to, like, drive a motorcycle off of and jump off and of. Then, and then parachute down, like... It's insane. And you see the stunt happen. I was like tearing up. It was gorgeous. It looked so fucking good. I think it was just like also just like the the thrill of being in the IMAX theater. And this is like the first thing that we see where it just like kind of takes you off guard. You're like when they go over that ledge over that cliff and you're just like gripped to your fucking armrest. You're like, holy shit, I'm going to fall. Yeah, yeah, that that was that's a great thing to get the audience pumped. I think they should play that before every IMAX movie. I feel like it had the opposite effect on me. I feel like when I watched it, I was like, oh, that was awesome. That was fucking amazing. I'm good. I don't need to see the, the movie. I'm not like going to be like riveted by the fucking story of Mission Impossible. That's clearly well, the, have, the biggest had, stunt. You've had your fill. That's it. You don't want to see more. Why no, would you I'm, waste I'm the biggest stunt good. on the. That's definitely not the biggest. There's no I, way. I will blow myself if that is not the biggest stunt. Dude, he hung on the side of an airplane in one of the. Like, come on. Yeah, it's going to be. There's I mean, gonna be better stunts than that. There's they don't be. hide the big stunt. Like that's never a reveal. We always know about that. Like a year fucking out from the movie, this is that they've been focusing on. This is the big fucking stunt, and they always say they said in the thing that like they start with the big thing. That's like their first thing of shooting. This is the first thing that they shot. Okay, this is it. In case he dies, it's like well, yeah. <laughs> but the movies themselves are good too you don't just go for the stunts the movies themselves are not fucking good i'm sorry i i, I i'm not those movies are dog shit and he's... uh the last one was was pretty epic uh and he's it's not like fucking shitty actor too fuck tom cruise <laughs> it's fucking scientology bullshit you can eat my ass dude there are so many scientologists in hollywood i don't even know <laughs> if i can like just i can't you I, I i wouldn't be able to watch half of the movies that come out like <laughs> But uh, I mean, yeah. Because here's the thing: I know that you you got uh you got uh roped into seeing the fifth one, which is the one where he hangs off the plane, and that really was like the only thing in that movie. But the last one, um, Fallout, that movie had like every single action scene had like some big crazy thing that was like, oh shit, like this is next level. Like they just keep having it. So you're saying that there's gonna be probably a much more great stunts. I, I hope so. I hope that they that this isn't like the one that they bet the whole farm on. But guys, this had like a really difficult production. Like like I I ha, like well, this loves that shit. Yeah, of the, course yeah, every movie he does has difficult yeah, production. The, That's this, his thing. Yeah, this is the one where no, he but I mean like the, the COVID thing like, kept masks. shutting down. Yeah. Like he, all that audio got leaked of him. Like I don't mm. know. It all seemed like a mess. What I would want to see is the movie about like making that movie this was like probably the closest i'll ever get to that i love this a thing but i'm good yeah buy the blu-ray it's probably there, there might be something on the blu-ray yeah maybe none of it's gonna be as interesting like like what was so cool about this was seeing it in the imax theater right like that yeah. was yeah that that's another thing about these mission impossible movies it's just like avatar they're great films but if you watch them you know at mm. home on your 4k tv it's like yeah it's good but 
yeah. you know it's not taking me to a new planet the way that av both avatar movies did like i i think that lewis was concerned about he's like after i saw like avatar 2 he's like i'm concerned that mike might kill himself because he can't live in Pandora. <laughs> yeah. that feel with no navi gm <laughs> no blitz <laughs> oh god well you know, someone who might kill themselves because they're not in a, a part of a, a certain planet or universe anymore. Uh, <laughs> the DC universe is it's time for shambles. It's time for Lewis's whoosh Capel corner. Henry Cavill is screaming, crying, throwing yeah. up as we speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything's on fire right now at, uh, at the DC universe. Because Black Adam was just so bad. It was... Nothing I mean, kind of. It, that's that's the huge part. DC was of able it. to survive this first Suicide Squad movie. They survived the Joss Whedon Justice League, and they made it through those. But Black Adam was so bad, yeah. that they had to just ruin everything. They canceled the Batwoman Batgirl. movie because of oh yeah, and then they they're still they're still hanging on this fucking Flash movie, and it's like none of those could kill the DC. But Black Adam, The Rock as Black Adam, was so universally bad that it, it it ruined everything. Now tell me if I'm misconstruing or misinterpreting any of that. Mike, Mike, I'm getting I'm getting the uh, I'm getting uh, a, a feel from you. I, I, I was Black Adam bad. <laughs> I mean, it's the only movie from this year that I saw twice. So maybe it was, so maybe it's great. I don't know. Um, no, I I I I think you're correct i i think it, it sounds like so I, we we talked about last month um james gunn and some other fucking guy took over uh the dc studios um in in november and uh they're 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 kind of starting Wait. oh i'm sorry you said dc studios i thought it was like a physical studio i'm like was it just like a green screen room like i don't i don't think like it's even, i don't even think it's called that i i, I <laughs> i'm just relating it to marvel studios their version of that i don't know why my mind went to that go on um so yeah they 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 put james gunn and i think they they did that only it sounded like it was like kind of like a a, a rush to do so and i think uh I, I think the just uh, I, what I, what I consider to be embarrassing, uh, <laughs> the embarrassment of Black Adam was like the thing that kind of like triggered them to just like, now nah, we gotta we gotta gotta set the ship straight. So they brought on uh, James Gunn. I think Peter Safran is the other guy, if I'm not mistaken, um, to kind of be the Kevin Feige's of whatever the future of these DC movies is going to be, uh, and heads fucking rolled immediately. Um, a lot's come out since all of this. Like Variety did, like a lot of uh, reports. I'm going to try my best to sum everything up, but like I, 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 I it, it's been a lot. So bear with me here. So the Rock is out. Uh, the, the, it was a very kind of like public breakup. It, it seemed amicable, but uh, he, the Rock did post a thing on his Twitter saying like he's done um, right now as Black Adam. That that door is still kind of open for him to come back in the future, but it's not a part of what James Gunn's vision for uh, the films are right now. So Which that's I gotta say now because of this and Harry Cavill, it makes the post credit scene of Black Adam so fucking funny now in yeah. hindsight because it's oh like, yeah. This is there's literally no universe in which this is gonna happen, and and now thinking like all of those fucking reaction videos of people like oh my god it's fucking Henry Cavill. and 
it's never going to happen. It's This is now on the same level as, like, the we should have a league of our own from the end of Justice League. And it's also on level with the Martian Manhunter scene at the end of the, uh, Snyder, the cut. Snyder Cut. It's just never going to happen. This DC is, never... is just full of these end credit scenes that are just yeah. never going to happen. So don't even bother watching them. The end of uh, the original Suicide Squad, uh, where they're, they tease a Justice League versus Suicide Squad yes. thing that never happened. Yeah, they they got They they blow their load too early, man. I yeah. Don't... Uh, no, they they have no leadership and no direction. Is has been the main issue. That's what they're trying to correct here with James Gunn and Peter Safran. And honestly this is all pretty promising for like what the future of the films are, but it's weird. It's, it's, it's really bizarre because these coals have been in the fire. They've been very active. Like they've been shooting a bunch of fucking movies for this universe, for this continuity. Um, and everything keeps getting shifted and moved around. Uh, and the chronology of the story they were trying to tell is, is, is all murky. And then now the story that James Gunn is trying to tell and how they're going to relate. Cause I think in some way they're going to have to, it's 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 all very confusing right now. But apparently, like the Rock was up to some weird shit. He was really trying to gain control of the DC universe. And it, if I think Black Adam performed well, he probably would have succeeded. Um, he's an ego driven maniac who wants to like have be in the spotlight, wants to be like the big guns and everything. That's why he's not in the Fast and Furious movies anymore because he tried to do the same thing with Vin Diesel in that movie. Like, yeah, he tried to like muscle him into like I'm the star now. Maybe I, I don't really know much about that situation, uh, but I do know that they don't like each other for for whatever reason. Um, yeah, so he he just did a bunch of weird shit. Uh, he he was pretty aggressive in and and taking control of of this uh, production according to Variety. Um, and he kind of used Henry Cavill's like participation as superman as a bargaining chip to try and kind of cement his power there and it didn't really work out and henry cavill uh seemingly quit his uh role on the witcher to come back and be superman and that immediately got canceled so henry cavill was used and and really taken advantage of and kind of fucked over in this whole situation it's pretty messed up and then just like another weird note just something i thought that was interesting from the story that came out apparently because he was the voice of crypto in that super pets movie the animated one he pushed like really hard for a producing credit no one wanted to give it to him because he didn't really do anything to, like promote it uh or or do much with it creatively and then at the premiere of the movie he like demanded there be a tequila bar like that's selling his tequila even though it's like a children's animated movie it's like a family event uh, <laughs> that they're having no, that's the thing is the rock is a brand he's a he's a yeah. marketing tool he's not an actor yeah like, um so yeah again so now with cavill out that's because um james gunn said you know the, they're rebooting that character they they uh want to have a younger superman um and that Henry Cavill doesn't really fit like what their vision is. This is there is going to be a new Superman movie. It seems to be uh it seems like they're really fast tracking it. It's gonna be featuring a younger Superman. It's gonna be written by James Gunn, not directed by him. If um, I have to see another Superman origin movie. Like, are we past this? Can't they I, just make can't they just make Redstone? No, they I, Redstone movie. No, I don't think they can. I don't I don't think that works out that well as a as a good movie it's like fun like elseworld stuff but i don't think it ever really comes together that much as a story i'm also waiting for a planet hulk movie so that's well it's thor ragnarok and it sucks so. oh really <laughs> I, 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 I don't watch thor because i don't like thor i actually think 
Planet Hulk just happened off screen during She Hulk, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so. Oh, they, they, um, they, make, they, they, they can't make any movies about the fun shit make make <laughs> movies about the cool shit i want to see guys come on the rights the rights for the hulk are weird uh universal technically owns them uh so they give them back give they can't give them back yes i want another angry hulk disperse <laughs> this fucking monopoly that this give okay give, yeah, give, give iron man and, and thor and captain america back to paramount uh give, give make fox the studio again to give the x-men back to them i think that the, i think that fucking disney uh they need to like they need to like you know they need to have make reparations for the the fucking <laughs> cultural genocide that they've inflicted upon comic book movie world yeah jesus okay that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i like there was also a report uh, that they wanted a younger Superman because they wanted Robert Pattinson's Batman to be the Batman of that universe. They've Absolutely come out not. and keep it the fuck away yeah. from all this bullshit. Let the Batman and Robert Pattinson, Batman Mike, you don't understand. And that's what they're movies, doing. They're not. Movies can't just exist anymore. They have to be part of the multiverse. They have to be part of a series. Come no, on. they can. And this isn't. They're not crossing over. They're not doing it. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but on on that front, they're they're keeping that separate. Um, they canceled Wonder Woman three. Patty Jenkins had written a script uh, internally. I don't remember where and I heard this. No, but I don't know Wonder if I could say this. Eighty four came out, and it was like almost as bad as Black Adam. It was like almost it was like bad enough that it almost destroyed the entire universe. But like Black Adam was just that next that next uh, domino that needed to fall yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know how public this is or even how accurate it is so like don't i i would take this with a huge grain of salt but i i have heard that patty jenkins script for the third one is awful uh like why like really wouldn't it be? no I, I, i'm sure but like like so much that like it was it was alarming um that... yeah so was the second one they let that movie fly the question is the yeah. question is would it make kevin smith cry Probably, probably it's a movie yeah. that has fucking action figures in it. It's so. got action figures in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that movie is canceled. They apparently right now they're actually not planning on um a Wonder Woman reboot. Um, they're supposed to be like a reveal of like a three year plan, like kind of like how like Marvel will come out every now and then and be like, here's like the next phase of our movies. I think we're supposed to get something um like that for DC like this month, this January twenty twenty three. Um, so we'll see, but apparently we won't hear anything about Wonder Woman. Um, so my my guess is a I don't know a Superman movie, maybe a Green Lantern, a Flash movie, because apparently WB is still considering how, keeping yeah. Ezra Miller on as yeah, the Flash. How, how fucking sick is this? They 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 canceled that Batgirl movie. They 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 canceled every other movie in this universe, but they're still they gotta get this Flash movie out. This Flash movie this that has a fight. fucking this is gonna be the movie that saves DC. You don't understand Flash. <laughs> Flash is the movie, man. Flash is the one. I I, I am Flash. so morbidly curious about that movie. I I can't wait to to see that. The Flash could beat Superman, hundred <laughs> percent. Just go back in time and suffocate him. Well, Superman could go back in time too. He spins the world the other way. That only happened that shitty Christopher Reeves movie. Hey, yeah. Hey. Hey. So that's they'll never they will never Man, Man of Steel is better. Yeah. Man of Steel is a better movie. Than James Fuck Bond you guys. Fuck James you fucking Gunn guys. And whoever else 
and Harvey Weinstein and Walt <laughs> Disney will never make a better Superman movie than Superman 1978. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse, bro. No, restore the Christopher Reeve verse. Mike, Mike Christopher Reeve's been dead for quite a few years. <laughs> I'd love happen. to see him do that shit now. Um, <laughs> I don't think he could have even did it for when he, when he was alive for quite a long time, for obvious reasons. Jesus. Um, that's 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 what's going on with DC, guys. I yeah. it's it's so weird. Uh, I it's, I'm loving it. This is now like the part of superhero movies that I like the most is just like all this like dumb bullshit that happens behind. Yeah, the, the insider infighting. Yeah, like why? Like these movies need to be able to sustain the GDP of an entire country. It's it's yeah. a movie about people that wear underwear on the outside. Shut the fuck up. Come on. <laughs> uh, but speaking of, I, I do love it when like this level of like you know the corp like the corporate like insider dealings is brought into the forefront this publicly yeah and the example of that is for the super mario brothers movie the mcdonald's happy meal toys for the super mario brothers movie are already out like they're already uh, available and you're like mario doesn't come out for another like four months why is it so early and it's because the movie's original release date was supposed to be december of 2022 so they had to stick to that original uh, contractual obligation to release the Happy Meal toys in this time span. Yeah, and, uh, and we got a crossover episode. This is an impromptu uh, what, a crossover Meal with episode. our own fucking show. Well, it's a same feed, different show. This is a different show. We don't have Happy Meal Happy Hour on market research. That is only on cinema marketing, except for when it isn't. Which is one such example in this episode. Welcome to Happy Meal Happy Hour. I'm looking at these toys. You get two. Mike's gonna definitely edit that in. Um, I'll just keep my making the 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 sound with my mouth. Maybe I'll just keep that as the uh, as the sound effect. You won't let me have anything. Will yeah. <laughs> All right. So Mario, you get they're doing That's... the two the two a week model. So every week you get uh, two different toys. Right now, the first week it's Mario coming out of a pipe and Luigi with a uh, with a vacuum. I think a flame vacuum, which is kind of cool. I don't really see what they do. Uh, week two is a Princess Peach figure that looks fucking awful. And a uh, Toad in a cart, but it looks like a monster truck type thing. Cool, it's probably just a pullback. Uh, third week is a Mario in a cart, which is another pullback. And then a Luma, which... which... Confirmation that Rosalina's gonna be in the movie? Probably. And I'm looking at it, it looks like it's got a wheel on the bottom, so it spins on its base. Pretty lame, if you ask me. And then you've got a bar uh, the last week... You have Bowser shooting fire. It looks like it shoots out a projectile, which is probably going to be the coolest one. And Donkey Kong with a barrel. I don't see what Donkey Kong does. It looks like it's just a figurine, but not entirely I, sure. I want all of these. That that like that. This sounds fun. This I is want, bringing me back a little bit. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah, I want the Mario uh, in the pipe. Yeah, the Mario in the pipe one looks cool. The yeah, that's Bowser a Bowser thing week. sounds awesome. Dude, we better go because I think I think that's only this week those ones oh, are go. Let's go take a ride right now. Let's. Uh, let's I go. said we should have got a happy meal before this for research, but guys, get me a happy meal. I you can keep the food. I just want the you toy. Know, I'll Venmo you if you guys go. I'll I'll, you know what, uh, I'll DoorDash it to you like Perry. Yeah, you, you know what, Louis, <laughs> before we go see Myth Three again, let's go get him a, a Mario happy yeah! meal. <laughs> I'm gonna DoorDash thirty fillet of fishes. To Lewis's house. 
That that doesn't even come with a toy. I'll just be stuck with fish I don't want to eat. <laughs> I want to see him go baby mode. <laughs> All right. So that speaking of people who went baby mode on 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 speaking line, of people I don't want to put my mouth on. Uh, uh, so, so, so movies, so again, we, we, we had some success with the Twitter drama section last uh, time. But this needs to just be an official section now. Can we just like call it the discourse? Yeah. Like this is the discourse for the month. So yeah. So, right. so one of the big movies that came out this month was Last Onion and Knives Out Mystery on Netflix. And, um, one of the people who had a, a big stink to say about it was Ben Shapiro. Uh, of course, you know that if he's, uh, speaking some heat about a movie, you know that it's, uh, it's gotta be good. Uh. So this guy, the the nerve of this guy, well, also just because also he's a right wing troll and I don't and he doesn't deserve any credit. He's a he's a garbage human being, and anything that he says about any form of media is uh, is fucking stupid, uh, and uh, we hate him. But anyway, have you guys seen Glass Onion yet? I I'm watching it this weekend. I did see it. Okay, I, I'm just worried we're gonna ruin this for Anthony if we discuss his issue with the movie. Long, long, you know, long story short. Uh, he was very angry that a who done it was misleading. Yeah. Long story yeah. short, like this man just needs shit it also to probably, get angry. He was also probably it. very mad that the movie dares to make fun of his of uh, his his emperor god billionaire Musk. Yeah, yeah. Literally, it's like it, it, I I have a feeling it's one of the you're going to see a lot more of this type of discourse coming from Republicans now because of the shit that's going on that's not going their way. Like, especially with, like, the House Speaker shit, everyone's trying to get mad at other things so they don't look at that shit show that's happening right now. So I have a feeling monthly, the more discourse, the more shit, important shit that's actually happening that they don't want you to pay attention oh, yeah, to. They do that all the fucking time. Remember the fucking M&M's discourse? When the sexy M&M's were, weren't sexy enough? Oh, that's where you get, that's where you get the nice live Tucker reaction. <laughs> Remember when Mr. Potato Head was a Mr. Potato them? <laughs> <laughs> what do you, Mr. Potato them? What do, do, do trans people not have heads? What, I don't understand what that means. I've heard that actually. Yeah, that might be true. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm living and learning. <laughs> anyway, some learning. some loser didn't like a, a a movie and had to go on a multi-thread rant about it. What else is new? Uh, anyway, the other thing that I want to bring up. This isn't really like you know Twitter discourse, but this is more of just like. Uh, I guess more of a, another a lawsuit media story because uh, so apparently the movie uh, for the movie Romeo gets, and Juliet. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, so the Romeo and Juliet movie from 1968. They are uh, the actors are suing the direct the studio. The director's been dead for a few years. They are suing because of the nudity in the movie because they were 15. Yeah, they couldn't. There the was a first, reason. Those I saw, are the first I, pairs of titties that ninth graders ever saw. Yeah, I, I there was um I, there was re a reason why they're doing it now. Like there was something like they couldn't for some reason all these years. Uh, there was a law change or something, and now they can sue. So yeah, it's uh, also it's also especially timely because that movie just got announced to get a Criterion release. Yeah, and well. and apparently what from oh, what I read, happening now. I didn't. I'm I didn't sure. read too far into it, but I do know that she did. She was quoted as saying that um, she, she was told she would wear a flesh bodysuit. And then right before the shoot, they said, okay, you're not wearing the bodysuit, but we're not going to shoot your body. And they did anyway. Yeah. And she couldn't see her own movie when it premiered. She was too young to go to the premiere, and it was her nudity, but yep. she couldn't go to see it. 
everyone else got to see her 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 titties and not her and, and it's like yeah that, that's mortifying did you watch like, it in high school Lewis? did you see no we, no we watched, i've actually i've never seen this we watched the uh we watched the uh the the, the uh Baz Luhrmann movie in our in our english class i tried watching oh we that. went to the theater to watch that that was horrible i oh, tried God. watching it uh the Baz Luhrmann one i got maybe 20 minutes in i was like it's ah, awful I'm that's awful. A, that seems to be a trend with you and Baz Luhrmann movies yeah maybe i should just stop watching Baz Luhrmann movies i really don't like him <laughs> you hear about that on uh on anthony's top 10 best movies of the year list next week that's just it's just gonna be top 10 movies spoiler <laughs> it's just it's just 10 movies it's not yeah. even popping the 10 movies i saw <laughs> but anyway yeah that was a significant one but the one that i was going to bring up is that for the movie yesterday the movie about the guy who he's the only guy who remembers that the beatles existed it, you know um, i just gotta say i've never seen that movie but he's lucky when he was telling people about the beatles or when he decided i can do the beatles music he picked good songs first and he didn't like fucking do like obla di obla da it's like listen to this Dude, sure, turn this off. This is fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like, you'll never be in the next Beatles. I'm gonna do that. I wanna make remake that movie, but I'm the one who makes the Beatles. And I play Obla Di Obla Da and I stop the Beatles from ever existing because everyone thinks it sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the movie apparently Anna de Armas was in like a portion of like one of the early trailers of the movie. And then, like, it was, like, before she was, like, famous. Like, she has, like, a bit role in the movie. And after she became famous, like, after Knives Out, after Blonde, they apparently, like, streaming services and, like, iTunes and whatever, uh, rental VOD stuff were billing her as being, like, in the movie or, like, putting her face on some of the posters. And there were two, these two... Uh, women who are big Anna de Armas fans watched the movie because they thought Anna de Armas was in it and are suing the Moody movie studio for misleading them into thinking that Anna de Armas was a, a, a lead role in Yesterday. And they're going forward with it. Like, they're act like, courts are actually hearing it, which is like... No, it, honestly, this makes perfect sense to me. Uh, like, like it, it, it's a pretty blatant case of false advertising. Like, I understand, like, like it's coming from Stan Twitter, and these are like ridiculous, like cartoons of people, like who in any other situation, like, shouldn't be taken seriously because, like, why would you dedicate that much time uh, to a celebrity? What? No, no, no. Anthony was looking at the Golden Globe nomination. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> I got a little. I got a little. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah i mean like you shouldn't advertise like some something that's not there if a fan of anna de Armas goes to the movie expecting to see her at all that's reasonable um and if they go there and she's not in the movie yeah i think you have the right to be upset you paid for it so yeah and you did so under false pretenses it, it's it's shitty it's it's an easy thing not to do if we're being honest fucking edit your movies and get an idea of what's going to be in them before you start marketing them. It might a, might be an organizational of, change you have to make the studio no, fine. I, I think this is a, more of a like a, a case of like, you know, retrograde marketing. It's not like they were marketing that Anna Darmus was in the movie before the movie came out. It's like after uh, Anna Darmus became more of a famous celebrity uh, afterwards. Yeah, but these they, marketing materials shouldn't exist. Like, like, like Netflix yes. and everything is uh, th they're not making this stuff. Like, 
especially for stuff that's not even in the fucking movie. They're getting that from the studio. The studio shouldn't be disseminating that or distributing that. They only distribute that for the purposes of marketing if it's not going to be in the film. Yeah. So yeah, I don't that's, think it's, that's on the company. Yeah, I don't think it's that crazy that courts are hearing this. It's blatant no. false advertising. Honestly, I think that you should be suing the movie because uh, James Corden is in it more than uh, I want him to be. <laughs> James Corden being alive is more than I want. So, uh, you know, <laughs> but... Anyway, so New Year, you know what that means. Uh, awards season is <laughs> upon us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, awards we, are happening. Yeah, the the let, let the uh, let let them all start coming. Uh, the Oscars nominations have not come out, but the the Golden Globe nominations have been announced. And uh, and boy, they're um they're something <laughs> they're wacky as usual uh they're, 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 there's their own silly selves doing like oh you 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 actually thought that alice in wonderland was a comedy and that that it was good enough to be nominated for best musical comedy you're adorable you're it's like a it's like a, a brain dead puppy and you're like you're you're, you're like oh like look at him trying <laughs> yeah this is also like probably like as far as like bodies that award movies this is like the least the respected most pathetic, like, now the, the, like the aarp awards are like the aarp movies for awards the nickelodeon kids choice awards <laughs> <laughs> these are more valuable awards than the golden globes i mean like like these people fucking suck so and yeah. have proven it time and time again no, yeah. how do we how do we want to go uh, over these do we want to start the on the bottom yeah, and then go the bottom up let's skip the tv categories i don't need to know oh, i forgot there's tv categories oh my god starting with best original song motion picture all right we got the Taylor Swift song Carolina from Where the Crawdads Sing, Chow Papa from uh, Pinocchio, Hell yeah. Hold My Hands, the Lady Gaga song from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up, the Rihanna and Thames song from uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and then Natu Natu from RRR. I don't, I don't know what that is. How do you not know what RRR is? It's the, it's the fucking talk of film Twitter. It's like all anyone wants to, wants to talk about. Is it a Bollywood movie? movie? Yeah, uh, Hollywood. Yes, no, I I do know what this is. I do yeah. know what that is. Uh, yeah, I, the, the RRR is a movie that I've been uh, you know uh, putting off for a while, but I do think I, I would like to see it. Um, I, it's it's just you know it's a big undertaking. It's you know three hours and it's on Netflix. Yeah. When, but... when I all I gotta say about this is when I saw Top Gun Maverick and heard that song, I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be fucking. This is like the power ballad that's gonna yeah. win the. Yeah. Although if I say I would say the chow papa because it's a song that's actually in the movie that's sung by a character and it has a uh like yeah and, it, and the emotion that it captures in that moment uh wait I, I rihanna know. isn't in black panther wakanda forever is that what you're telling me lewis you saw it <laughs> is she, was she in it i can confirm she is not in black panther wakanda forever damn all okay. right so so um, lewis what do you think about the best original song nominees here who's gonna win uh I probably I I would guess Lady Gaga. Uh, yeah. Chow Papa, I think is probably the best song here. Yeah. I, I haven't heard Not to Not to, but I do think that the uh, Rihanna one, although it's like you know, it's the the moving tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It's like oh, they might give it to that, but I also think that it's like after snubbing him last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking it's like you know after the the fumbling of like the the Chadwick Boseman tribute award, it's like listen. Can we move past this? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know that it was very sad, but it's like we can't just keep giving awards to things because we're we got to stop getting mad. We got to stop getting mad when the right person wins the award. We have to just stop getting mad at that. Like <laughs> the correct person won. The correct performance won. Anyway, 
Best original score for motion picture. We got the Banshees of Inishirin, uh, Pinocchio, Del Toro's Pinocchio, Women Talking, Babylon, and The Fablemans. The Fablemans is just like John Williams on airplane mode. Yeah, but it's John Williams. Like, and I don't. I mean, I don't really. I remember music from Banshees of Inishirin that wasn't played by Brendan Gleeson. Um, I like Justin Hurwitz. It, I th- the Babylon score is good. It is. I, I, I would say. I don't, want to see I, I don't movie, think it's as, as good as, as as others at all. I I'd say honestly, the way you say like John Williams on autopilot feels like like Justin Hurwitz on on autopilot yeah. a little bit for Babylon, but. But I think Pinocchio is obviously the one that I think the the, the music yeah, plays like lots of greatest role well. in the movie. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I, awesome music in that i mean banshees of inishirin too i like i i like like the irishy irishy is an interesting term that i just used um gaelic like all the little jigs. yeah gaelic yeah i i i i dug the music in that yeah i i you know like i agree with you guys but if i was betting on the golden globes i put my money on john williams like it just seems yeah. odd. It, you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah the it's a, you know, like even like you would just assume like voters would see that name and feel yeah like, exactly yeah. Exactly. Oh, he's gonna die soon we gotta give him one last award exactly exactly i'm gonna be sad when john williams dies man i'm gonna okay all, all the fucking video tributes set to like the et score or stuff like that oh it, god it's gonna be horrible fucking love the i think et is one of the has one of the greatest scores oh of course so, without even yeah. controversial all right, all right, so best screenplay. We got Tar, we got Everything Ever All at Once, Fancies of Inishirin, Women Talking, and The Fablemans. Um, so, like, it, it probably, sh- I don't know if it should be Everything Ever All at Once. The I don't Banshees. think. I think, let's just put it this way I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed when Everything Everywhere All at Once doesn't get the award because I don't think they're going to. I think that it'll probably. There are certain ones that it's like I think that it will be fine in, but I think that the screenplay award, I think that there's more heat behind Banshees. It's um, it's it's such a ta- good Tar is good, but it is very dry. Like I yeah. think yeah. that, but Banshees is very, it's very it's very uh, quick witted and and funny and lighthearted, but it also has like you know a very like a somber sadness to it. There's a lot of them, uh, mm-hmm. you know personal emotional well, stuff and, and you've seen women do be talking right has, I've, re- um, I've been reading the book oh you've been um, reading the book so i i mean i can certainly see like how like adapting like you know this novel where it's like you know women do be talking <laughs> you, know, you know making it cinematic i'm sure that that's you know probably like you know a very you know uh, large feat and i'm i'm excited to see how they translate it into the movie um, yeah but yeah i um I would say uh, between Banshees and Everything Everywhere, I think Everything Everywhere, just because of, like, I think, like, the originality of it. Like, but at the end of the day, like, that that's, is that your pick? But at No, the end, I picked the Banshees. Like, yeah, so, yeah. but at the end of the day, do you really think the Golden Globes are the type to give this award to that type of movie? I mean, they nominated I, for a bunch of shit. I can't imagine I know, they're but being snobs about it. I, I, they're not being snobs about nominating it, but <laughs> is it going to win? You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to nominate something for a bunch of categories. It's another thing to give it the award. I can see this being the only win Banshees picks up. Like, I, I can see this being, like, the the award it walks away with from this award show it's it's 
it's a yeah. it's a good fuck like okay i haven't read the screenplay admittedly but like judging from the film it's a I mean, good you can, fucking screenplay yeah, you, can, you can see the screenplay like on the screen like you can hear the dialogue you yeah. can interpret the themes yeah, that's stuff yeah. that's in the screenplay you don't really have to physically read the no he wants I, to read the, he that's wants not to read always the direction the he wants to read the stage direction screenwriting is uh, i'm like a douchebag yeah let's just move on anyway so next award is best director uh motion picture uh we got james cameron for avatar way of water daniel kwan and daniel shiner is there is his name the daniels the daniels for everything ever all at once baz lerman for <laughs> baz lerman dude you couldn't get through i couldn't baz even uh, my god mark mcdonald what for a the joke. Of Ed and steven spielberg for fablemans dude watch them give it to baz lerman they're not going they're to. stupid like that like they gave bohemian rhapsody best picture and best actor and best like director so yeah but james cameron that, yeah. watch him give it to spielberg well, I mean, this one's no, going to be, I, I have you, a feeling, Spielberg. I have a feeling this one is, might be one of the harder categories to guess. I think, no, I think, I no, Spielberg, it's just like, it's a legacy award at this point where it's like, based on like, you know, the, the technical craft also of it, there. the technical craft of it, it's like, oh yeah, fucking James Cameron and the Daniels put their whole fucking bussy into the movie. Uh, and Spielberg just like, I made a set, I made a movie about me, but it's, it's about me, making, Spielberg. It's about making movie. movies though. You know how much they love that shit. They do. I don't know. Well, I feel I, that's more of like an Oscars thing than a than a Golden Globes thing. Literally, like maybe Baz wrong, Lorman, but... Baz Lorman is not going to win. Mark McDonough <laughs> deserves to be there, but is not going to win. And I feel like between the Daniels, James Cameron, and Spielberg, I, I, personally, I feel like it's like a toss up between those three. Like I feel like you can't go wrong guessing any one of those. Three. Yeah. I think uh, I think Cameron is like you know that's the big blockbuster play, but they probably is not the one that would win. No, uh, I don't. I don't think Avatar made the same critical splash that Everything Everywhere All at Once did. Like I, yeah. I, I think like the, uh, the likely. <laughs> I, I made a big splash in my pants stupid. when I saw so Avatar. It, hey, it's already it's already on track to beat the first movie. It's it's gonna and Top Gun and Top Gun. So. Does that it does it have anything to do with the fact that most people, if not all people, are seeing it in IMAX and it's thirty dollars a ticket? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. The movie made two billion dollars and nobody even talks about it. Nobody even makes memes about the movie. Yeah. How culturally relevant can it be? That's the most I, I love the just the rage, the implosion that Reddit got when Avatar 2 came out and it was good. Yeah. Because they they just love making fun of Avatar. It's like you haven't seen the movie in a decade, like Go see the movie and then come back to me. Yeah. Look, as someone who loved making fun of Avatar, like I movie, told him, the, I mo- told the movie's him, fucking good. I walked out of Avatar two and I shook my head and turned to my go. God damn it, James Cameron fucking did it again. He can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep doing this. Oh, well, <laughs> great film. All right. So That's... number ten is uh, actor in supporting role. Uh, we got Brendan Gleeson for Banshees, Barry Kahigan for Banshees. Uh, Brad Pitt for Babylon, Kihui Kwan for uh, Everything Ever All at Once, and then Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. I have no I, idea what The Good Nurse is. I don't know. That's, it's that's got some, Eddie Redmayne that's, in it. That's so some Netflix fodder that you'll watch, that like your mom will watch and you'll watch Fake it. Fake movie. Kwan, I want Kwan. No, yeah, he's, this. It's, this is the easiest one. He's winning. Like, there's no competition. He's so fucking good in that movie. No, it's the narrative, like the comeback story. Like, he's he's got the goods. Like, he's going to... He's got he's, the emotional I feel like powerhouse part yeah. the movie, like you know. He's very good. He's really, really good in that. I do think Barry Keoghan. Oh in, yeah, 
if I uh, had to pick, yeah, no. is way better. Oh, it's it's Kihogan, not Kihigan. My bad. Kihogan. Oh, I, I, Kihogan. I don't know, but Kihogan, yeah, no, him. I think, I think he, you know, that makes sense. He should have. He should have won for the killing of a sacred deer. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's the fucking truth. But, uh, yeah, I, I, he, he's tremendous in that movie, and and Kihoi Kwan is uh, great really really yeah. great uh and uh does a lot that i think the character is like written like a little like simplistically but he has some fun with like his other personas um but i i, I just think i mean bear keegan like is he's like not in like a lot of the movie like he's you know like i i would i would actually argue that kihoi khan is like a like a second lead in everything everywhere yeah, all at once. Like, he's a shit. little like, bit more yeah i know yeah, like, i mean brendan gleason is in supporting in here so yeah. And we got supporting actress. We got Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Carrie Condon for Baron Chisholm and Sheeran, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Ever All at Once, Dolly De Leon for Triangle of Sadness, and Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Yeah. You want to talk about like like Kira Kwan, like the act, like as Jamie Lee Curtis being here? It's like that's the one where it's like you're here just because Jamie Lee Curtis. Like and she yeah. was good. She was a she was good. Yeah. She was fine, but I think it's like that—that's not a, an, an award-winning performance or an award nomination performance. Like it's a- Angela Bassett in Black Panther is incredible. It's—it's it's probably the best part about that movie. Really, I, I will say, yeah, she's she's phenomenal in it. So I, based based off, I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness or She Said, but I I would go Bassett. She she gives an incredible performance in that. Movie. Yeah, I can't I, give an informed I, I uh, take just, on this one. I I don't, I just don't want to give uh, Marvel any legitimacy. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, even though, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I don't want to see the movie. Though. Number uh, eight, best non-English language motion picture. All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Close, Decision to Leave, and RRR. I feel like RRR is probably the uh, the one that'll probably get it. It's nice to see. By the way, nice to see movie getting some. Uh, Recommendation yeah, decision to leave. Movie movie. That's that's the that's the movie there. That's the one that should be winning. Um, that's mm. like the the one that should be like, oh, that's the the foreign movie that breaks through. But I can't wait to fucking watch that movie. Yeah, I also want to see it. Yeah, I think yeah, no, I think you guys would both like it. I think that you, Anthony, would like All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, um, I probably you know my you know the type of movie. Yeah, enjoy. I don't know if Lewis would care that much about All Quiet on the Western Front, but no, um, I, I, if you I don't. See close, I got a trailer for it in front of the the whale. Look like a little it looks friend. amazing. Yeah, a little yeah. sad movie about some gay French kids. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I I want to see that. Um, and then yeah, RRR we talked about it. it's on Netflix. It's a it's a long daunting movie that I want to see, but it's mm-hmm. you know it's a big commitment. I'm okay. embarrassed to say I've seen none of them. So yeah, I've seen Argent uh, All Quiet on the Western Front and Decision to Leave. And Decision to Leave is clearly is very very. You haven't seen Argentina. Mm-hmm. I haven't. It is on Prime though, so maybe yeah. if uh, maybe if it gets more awards and I need to watch it, then uh, I'll yeah. at least have it there. Next um, is best animated motion picture, which is just okay. Del Toro's Pinocchio, Inuo, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, Turning Red, and Marcel the Shell with you. That's mm. not an animated movie. No. I mean, I think it's just that, like, even though it like takes place in a live action world, like most of the movie is just is an is animated characters. So maybe maybe. It, crosses some sort of threshold of like qualifying as being an animated movie even though like some you know, intern had to sit there with a stopwatch and, and like clock how many times the percentage of the movie that's animated yeah but, i mean with that being nominated like yeah P- pinocchio is like clearly like up in front like like you know yeah this right one seems like an easy but, one but with the qualification now that marcel the shell qualifies i'm like 
I don't know. I might. They're not going to give it. They're no, not, no, they're not going to do it. I might, but I don't yeah, know. If that's but again, also, if I was it, putting, I always, I always look at these things like if I was betting money on this, what am I picking? Like if I, I was picking, don't put, put, this one's an easy one. This was just Pinocchio. Yeah. You know that one's going to win. Yeah, but you're not going to yeah. win that much money for it because it's such an odds-on favorite. I know, I know. But you know, usually when you do, usually do ballots like pools. You know, it's not, it's not based on how easy the award is. It's based on how many. I mean, you if you're get doing right. like Vegas odds, then yeah. But I'm not like, doing Vegas odds. I'm just saying, like, this is a gimme. This is a gimme yeah. category. You know yeah. who's going to win this one. Yeah. Lewis, do you agree? Do you feel like this one's obvious? Lewis, can you hear us? Now I can. Yeah. Okay. okay. My computer's being really weird. But uh, do you feel like this is, uh, do you agree with me and this is a pretty obvious category? For for which, I'm sorry. Uh, animated picture, uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, Pinocchio. Uh, I, I just looked up Inuo, though, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've seen uh, stuff from it. It looks interesting. Um, I'll probably check it out. I see G Kids as the distributor, so that's yeah. usually a, a good sign. It's just the A24 of anime. It's really it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, so performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Diego Calva for Babylon, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion, Adam Driver for White Noise, Colin Farrell for Banshees, and Ray Fiennes for The Menu. Um, I, I, I mean, going for Daniel Craig getting in, I mean, he got in for the first movie also, I think. Um, Colin Farrell is, like, clearly the winner in this category. Like, I don't even, at this point, it's like he's probably, like, between him and Frasier, like, going to win the Oscar. Yeah, I feel like mm -hmm. I don't know why Ray finds is even. I don't know. Is the is the menu a comedy, Lewis? Yeah, it it has it has it has a comedic slant to it, definitely. Yeah, and it's Armus. I can see that. And it's Armus is standing there, and Ray finds with a knife. Ray finds movie. with a knife, just slowly goes to the background. And she goes, "He's right behind me, isn't he?" That that makes oh, it a it's hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, next up is performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Leslie Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. That's I the best that title, title of the year. I love that. Margot Robbie for Babylon, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Ever All. It's got to be Michelle Yeoh. It's got to be yeah. Michelle Yeoh. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I don't know if it's No good. one's seen that movie. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's you. AARP movies for grown-ups. No, that's gonna be right around it. the corner. That's good. We'll, we'll see more of it when it gets to there. Let's let's. I I can't wait to see who hosts it this year. Okay, best motion picture, musical, comedy: Babylon, Banshees, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, Triangle of Sadness. I mean, probably Banshees or Everything Everywhere. I think, I think Everything like, Everywhere is gonna take that one. I think Banshees should probably win out of. I those. think Banshees might be seen as like a little too understated, a little too somber, and like, and then the other ones, it's like. I don't know if they have enough heat behind them. Babylon is like pretty negatively reviewed. Triangle of Sadness is very weird. And Glass Onion is, you know, it's very, it's, you know, very widely pleasing crowd movie, but it's, you know, it's a Netflix movie. It doesn't really have like that same, like, you know, that same pull that the first one did. Um, yeah. I feel, and also it's just like, it's being a sequel might just feel like, all right, well. <laughs> all right. Now we, so Lewis, are you, you, you think in, you think in everything everywhere? It's the obvious. Yeah, I think that's gonna that's gonna take it. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would. I just can't see Banshees agree. penetrating that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I would love it to be the other way around, but you know, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. We got Jeremy Pope for the in, in, Inspection, Bill Nye for Living, 
Hugh Jackman for The Sun, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, and Austin Butler for Elvis. I mean, I mean, let's let's be real so, here. He's Maybe so good, he though. was the best part of that movie. Yeah, oh, he's definitely the best part of that movie. I'm just for so sure giving uh, giving awards for people to just inter it, just like you know. It, it, do impressions of musicians like i'm just so dumb mike that's that. what acting is what do you mean do impressions of other people that's what acting is no, just do impressions of other people not that's what not, acting not, is. not not musicians i think we could stop with the music so no more movies with musicians in them no, just no more. i'm actually about that not musicians but guys, not no. musicians that we know like not real musicians no uh, more musical like, biopics like, no, no, but then if no, you didn't have that we wouldn't have the we the beatles you wouldn't no, have walk hard we could still make like sing street and we could still make like you know yeah like yeah but no more of this weird al walk hard biopic of a, of like a okay. real famous person no but sometimes they're so bad they're funny sometimes no anyway. those are not so bad they're funny bohemian rhapsody is boring and sucks and so does uh well i only made a 10 minute or 10 minutes into elvis before i shut it off so yeah exactly elvis <laughs> and like even rocket is... man even though rocket man is probably like the most interesting because it's just like you know a, a, a full-fledged like, rocket man was like tolerable rocket man i thought was like a solid but like, even so i'm still like i can't six. keep going through these motions with these movies like i can't keep going through like these fucking the the, the stories of them and like the the, the the real life like oh you're good nothing you'll never be nothing or like oh i'm having my my breakdown like i i've seen it too many times it's boring i grab and it's like and especially if they're not gonna be act the actor's not actually gonna be performing the music then it's like why even bother yeah um so moving on uh actor in a motion oh yeah, we did that one i'm sorry actress in a motion picture Kate Blanchett for Tar, Olivia Coleman for Empire Light, Viola Davis for The Woman King, and Armas for Blonde, and Michelle Williams for The Fables. Yeah, Tar. I mean, like, tar. that's the, that's, yeah, that's the obvious one. I feel like that's a runaway. No, I don't have anything else to say. That's just the runaway. And then the, the finally, best... best motion picture Top Gun Maverick, Tar, Fableman's El Elvis, <laughs> and, and Avatar The Way of Water. Avatar. It, uh, I, 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 mean, I haven't I, seen Tar or Fableman's, so I don't know. Hot take. I think they might give it to Top Gun. It was oh, the movie yeah, that saved so. cinema. They're gonna give it to Top Gun. I mean, no, though... they only thought they saved cinema. James Cameron actually saved cinema. Top Gun is like a pretender to the throne of saving cinema. It it was Dude, a good they movie. Played, they played but let's speech. let's not pretend they're on the same level here. He they flew put... a fucking plane. James Cameron created a goddamn universe. James Cameron, yeah, Tom Cruise flew in a plane. James Cameron fucking just he just flew. Like that's how listen, goddamn they, Superman. They put they put a Tom Cruise speech before Top Gun Maverick, thanking everybody for coming, and it got like a standing ovation. Tom Cruise. They put, a, they put a Tom Cruise clip in front of Avatar. <laughs> that's it's how because we were in a theater full of old white dads. They do that for everything. They absolutely when the plane everything. The Top Gun. Is a movie for white people to clap with a plane land. <laughs> they also clap when waitresses drop plates. They're the worst, dude. I. <laughs> They're not worth regarding. Anyway, I'm gonna clap I'm... when uh, when the Fablemans probably wins or not. Uh, anyway, I guess that's the end of our discussion. Uh, the end of our the Golden Globes fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. We'll, the, we'll so be back nice. with the real heat next episode. Uh, the Oscar nominations will be out by the time our next episode comes out. So that's probably going to be the whole episode. So look forward to that. Yeah, we'll do um, other. Yeah. All right. Anyway, new year, new us. Uh, what do you have to plug? <laughs>
Lewis, what are you plugging? Uh, okay, so me and James Dean are working on another movie together. Really excited about it. I am uh, writing the screenplay with him. Uh, it is a feature that we're trying to get out for next Christmas called Triple Xmas. It's about Santa Claus murdering a bunch of porn stars on a holiday-themed adult film set. Triple uh, X State of the Union Xmas? Yep. Uh, go to... <laughs> We have an Indiegogo campaign running right now. Um, you can contribute to it. We're trying to raise $30,000 to get this done, get it out by uh, by next year. Um, it, it Tons of great rewards you can get there. Uh, you can basically pre-order the Blu-ray. Uh, I pre-ordered a VHS through it um, because that's awesome. Uh, James Dean has a lot of cool plans there. Um, so go to xxx-mas.com or the website. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Louis J. Otero uh, for more info. You can probably figure out all the other stuff related to that movie through is my this, Twitter. So is go this going to be another uh, Tubi movie? Uh, we'll see, man. Uh, hopefully, it's heat, we're man. Tubi's heat. I we love our we love ourselves some Tubi. Uh, lo- don't don't get us wrong. But... Who knew that Tubi would be better than HBO Max? Now, like it's kind of amazing. Tubi's the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, who would have thought that Tubi has more Looney Tunes than HBO Max? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. Uh, You can find me on Twitter where I just made the tweet of my lifetime about Bones and all. He's been going on this tweet for like a week. I got like 200,000 likes on it. He dreams dreams of this tweet. He checks it every day. (laughs) He waters it like it's a plant. He's been... (laughs) all over this <laughs> anyway well i'll get to i'll probably we'll see where the numbers end up for my uh for that movie of the year next week on our uh movies of the year episode it's gonna be really fun yeah um you follow us on great time you can follow us on cinemarket pod on twitter uh cinemarketing podcast on instagram uh you can follow my personal instagram and twitter at the kino man and uh that's it uh, is that the end of our episode? Yeah. Uh, good night. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you mm-hmm. for next week. Bye. Bye. Uh.